0: goes podcast that means we are joined by pat sertan he's number two on the field but he is number one in your hearts pat what is going on my friend
1: what's happening another week you know what i mean another episode let's get to it
0: Boom, let's get yes. to it, and obviously we're going to jump into some Chiefs talk from last week, look at the Packers, and also just talk about kind of the future. It seems like a lot of players' futures are up in the air, so we want to talk about yours and just how you view this stuff, but but let's start off with something we were talking about right before we kicked off this show. You had your first weekend off in uh, like three months or something. What what'd you do for uh, a rare weekend off?
1: Yeah, um... I want to go see Potts at Florida state. Um, he's coaching at Florida state right now. Um, coaching the DB. So I'm um, mad to check the boys out. They're doing pretty good right now. And um, they, they undefeated right now. So, you know what I mean? They got a pretty good season going on for themselves,
0: man. Number four in the country, I think undefeated, like you yeah. said, like a Heisman quarterback, potentially, do they have any Pat Tans in the, in the secondary?
1: Yeah, they got a few dogs, man. Uh, Number twenty and number eight. Um, I've been looking at them. They've been playing well, so they've been playing good ball. Pops got them right. <laughs>
0: yeah, because he's a, he's their secondary coach, right? Yep. Yeah. Would you ever want to play four pops in the league?
1: Uh, it could be a possibility. I don't know. I don't know right now, though. It <laughs> <weird. laughs>
0: kind of be like uh, if your teacher was your mom mm-hmm. and yeah. or your dad. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if like, I don't know if Henry would be okay with
2: that. No, nah, I couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I could do it either. It's it's tough because you. It's like, how can you balance the relationship out? Like. in Yeah.
3: This? <laughs> and <then laughs> and that's, you never that's, get a break. Yeah. You know, we gotta talk about it here. We gotta talk about it at home. We gotta talk about it at <laughs> <It's> Christmas, <true. laughs> Thanksgiving. Like we always talk about my job. Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, that seems like a lot.
0: It really. I mean, that that's one of the things that's so impressive about watching uh, Dion and uh, and Shadur is. How they balance that and of course everyone knows about their walk that they do down the sideline before a game one one half of the walk he's uh dion's dad and then the other half he's coach to him and uh yeah that, that'd that be fascinating but man with your dad coaching the secondary in college maybe he does maybe he bumps up at some point in the nfl but uh speaking of florida state pat who would win florida state or bama right now
1: oh um bama <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I gotta like I gotta go I gotta go with the old team, man, roadside.
2: <laughs> we can see that too. That could be a college football playoff matchup. Ooh, I That'd like that. would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like where
1: your head's at, Henry. Yeah, we'd have to have yeah, but, like a watch party or something. Some more in the rankings and we'll be good. Because I, yeah. I think we're they we number eleven right now, so we we got yeah. some catching up. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the got the big win against uh uh, who was at arkansas this past week but uh yeah. yeah well i'm glad that you got to to go see well glad that you got to go see the family there we've got these uh just a little look behind the scenes we got these airpods in so we can hear pat without any echo right now um and my my airpod right now is going from noise canceling to transparency mode oh and it's just doing it on its own so yeah it's, uh, it's a little bizarre um uh, but pat let's let's talk about this game let's take a look back to uh to, to the Chiefs game, how frustrating was it to hold the Chiefs to 19 points to play a best game on defense so far but not, not come up with the win?
1: Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's very frustrating just from the standpoint of not being able to, you know, finishing out that game like how you want to, um, especially a division team like the Chiefs, um, they've been having our number. For the past years, and we've always been in close games with them. But the thing is, <clears throat> I feel like we we haven't finished the right way, like how we want to. Um, you know, there's some plays throughout the game where we could have got key stops, but we didn't capitalize on that. So um, it's very frustrating. But you know, what I mean, it's it's a build up. It's a start. You know, to hold them under 20 um, is a pretty good sign of you know keeping the momentum going and keeping the ship going. So, but. Obviously, we always want to win games like that, close games. So um, it's just something to look forward to. I mean, the best thing about it is we play them in two weeks. So that's the best thing.
0: yeah and just to play off that really quick since we were just talking about alabama you did so much winning at alabama and i know you've been asked about that like how difficult has it been going from alabama to then struggling that the team struggling in the nfl but what a lot of things that players have said and you included, is we need to learn how to win we need to learn how to finish games can you and and other guys that had a lot of success in college or with other nfl teams lean on something from your past to to learn how to win or how does a team learn how to finish because uh, like you said I mean you guys played so well against the Chiefs it's a great start but what gets you over that hump of, of learning how to win
1: yeah I think it just starts collectively as a unit and as a team um you know I mean understanding what it takes to win games um in this league you know it's just not about the preparation but it's about the sense of urgency, the attention to detail and stuff like that. Um, you know, just understanding, you know, you see teams throughout the league and how they win games and just how consistent they are. We just got to find that consistency with us, you know what I mean? We can't have games where we play good or play bad. We got to have games where we play good and keep that level, keep that threshold consistently um, throughout the game. So we get used to that, you know, we get acclimated to winning and winning is just a second nature to us, you know what I mean? so it's just building it's building blocks um and it starts from the ground up from the players to the coaches and through the whole building you know what i mean just bringing in that winning attitude each and every day and each and every week um through practice and the film room and within the team collectively
2: the defense obviously played like i think pretty easily the best game of the season what what do you think the difference was was it called differently did you feel like guys are just doing their jobs very what, what was it
1: um i think the key was getting those red zone stops um because yeah. they got in the red zone a few times um obviously you don't want that to happen but um as a defense you know that's the main thing with us we don't let them score and we are really big on red zone defense because it could change games you know so we got some key stops um you know justin got an interception in the red zone which helped us as well too so um, I just think getting those red zone stops and winning, winning them third downs like how we wanted to um, was key and pivotal parts throughout the game. And, you know, I, I feel like even though we play well, um, there's still some things to correct so we could even play better, you know what I mean? In, the mean, in the meantime. So,
3: Yeah, you guys definitely played great in the red zone. I feel like you guys have really been dominant in the red zone the last two games, mm-hmm. um, really playing yeah. well. Talking to Josie and Alex, um, they felt like you guys finally found a way to put it together, um, you know, this last week. And I felt the same. I really felt like I saw a lot of guys executing and executing at a high level within this game. Um, One, do you feel the same? And then two, how do you bring that red zone offense into the field so that you guys can be dominant, you know, at the 50-yard line to create better field position for the offense?
1: Yeah. um, You know, piggybacking off of what Josie and Alex said, I do believe that um, we put it you know, some pieces together throughout the game. Um, I think we was consistent in communicating um, and consistent as a unit, just, you know what I mean, being in the right position to make plays and being in positions where we could succeed at. And, you know, Vance put us in those positions to succeed, which makes it even better. But, um, you know, going in towards your other question to the field, um, I think, we just got to eliminate the explosive you know, plays uh, that comes along with the game. Um, you know, what I mean, because teams like that, they live off of explosives, and I'm pretty sure that's any team in the league. And if you give up explosive plays, that could be hunting and a nightmare for a defense. So we just got to eliminate those and just focus on, you know what I mean, just come together as a unit and understanding keys and where we're at on the field, too. That would help a lot.
0: Kind of to, to play off that, and a question for Pat and Todd here, from an outsider's perspective, there's a lot of defenses. Specifically, I remember Vic's defense was called like a bend-but-don't-break defense, <coughs> meaning they were going to give up yards. Teams were going to be able to move the ball between the 20s, but then the goal of that defense was to really lock down in the red zone, and we're kind of seeing that over these past two weeks with the Jets uh, and the Chiefs with you guys too. But is there something what, – what makes a bend-but-don't-break defense, or is that just – casuals saying like they're just essentially good in the red zone and maybe not the best before the red zone
3: I'll let Pat answer this because I think he can speak to it for where Vance is now I can speak to where it was when I played for him but I'd like to hear how he feels about you know the bend but don't break especially in the defense that he's in now
1: yeah um the bend don't break defense is you know it's pretty um pivotal you know just just because it's it's something where we hold ourselves to. It's a standard where, you know what I mean, as a defense and as a unit, you know what I mean, there'll probably be some plays, but, you know, we can't let those plays affect us. You know what I mean? We got to stop them from scoring. And that's what it means by bend on break. Um, there might be plays that happen throughout the course of the game, but that shouldn't break us. You know what I mean? Um, we should all stay fundamentally sound. You know what I mean? Just stay poised throughout the game. You know what I mean? And just finding that, attitude you know what I mean that determination to finding ways to uh win, win on all downs uh first second third and fourth down and you know what I mean just being that type of defense um you know what I mean that holds teams you know to under 20 or under 10 points and just being that physical and you know what I mean bend don't break defense like how you explained it so I think that's yeah, I what think- it means
3: I think with Vance, I think we very much were a bend but don't break defense. I think, you know, our goal was to, you know, maybe you did average 3.5 yards per play in the field, um, but we played everything top down, playing a lot of cover three, a lot of zone. So yeah, you're able to get a couple yards, but you're not doing anything that gonna hurt us really, you know, badly or break us, I guess we could say. And then when we got to the ends to the red zone, we really tightened things up and we really tried to make stops like this defense is doing now. The bendado break defense is great but it really thrives off of turnovers. Like mm. as yeah. long as you bend mm-hmm. but you're able to get a stop or a turnover or a pick or a fumble like that's when those defenses can really be successful because you're able to play top down but then you're able to create momentum for your offense so then your defense is playing less snaps and then the, and mm-hmm. then teams aren't able to take those little dunks they do down the field. Now they have to start trying to break you and we're built for you not to break us so you mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah. You're kind of just daring them to screw up.
2: Yeah. It's like it's going to take you nine, 10 plays to get downfield. So hopefully somebody drops a pass or, you know, hopefully there's a turnover. It it makes sense, uh, especially when you're going up against a team that. You're scared of the explosive plays from well yeah. and,
0: and i think pat you, you you touched on it the the success of the defense is not allowing explosives and that's kind of what the bend but don't break defense is is keeping everything in front of you so that you can bend down the field but then when there's no room for teams to go behind you and everything's just in front of you naturally in the red zone that's that's how the the don't break comes into place with that
3: yeah and i think a lot about uh the legion of boom in seattle um, like they ran cover three every play everybody knows they're running cover three and that's what they're going to run they have dominant corners in a, in a back end but they're going to play cover mm-hmm. three until you mess up and then we'll take advantage of it yeah like we're not changing the call yeah. this is what we run and we're just going to let you continue to make plays until you mess up once and then we'll take advantage and then after that the, the game kind of shifts to where you have to try and do more and more and more on offense it's not there
0: so then, Pat, especially with, I know, uh, don't want to speak for you, but I know you like playing your fair share of man coverage, and, and some teams are, are built more for man coverage. Can you do this system when you play more man, or does it then change if you if you like to play more man?
1: Yeah, um, going off with Todd saying, um, like the Legion of Boom, you know, a lot of cover three, you know what I mean, three zone, because um, they had two great corners as well, too, but you know, I feel like what makes a great defense is not running a whole bunch of calls, but having um, calls where this is, you know what I mean, this is what we're going to, you know, fall to as far as like your cover threes, your mans, cover twos. Like it's really only three, four car, calls that, you know what I mean, that we fundamentally, you know, hit on and that we'd be successful mm-hmm. on. So um, I think that's what make great defenses, even though the offense may know it's cover three, everybody's just so fundamentally sound and so aware of what's going on. Everybody's just in their positions, you know, I mean, in the right spots. That's what creates good defenses and, you know, just create turnovers and make plays. So I think that's true. You know, I mean, just having a set of calls like two or three calls that you live on and that you die on and just live with that and just play consistently through those calls is what makes great defenses.
3: Man, you're 100% right on that. I try to yeah. tell these guys all the time. When we won the Super Bowl, we had like four calls. We ran four cover calls. one, cover four. We had like a, a, a man-free blitz, and cover three was our changeup. And that was
1: it. And just run, and just run all that in practice.
3: Exactly. We did every day in
1: practice. We
3: run it. Yeah, we yeah. ran it so many times. We've seen any kind of combination you can throw at us. So we are so sound in our fundamentals. It makes us look like a great defense, even though we were. It allows us to be great because we've seen everything. When you try to throw 40 plays into a game plan, like guys are out there with their head spinning and don't know how to match up, you know, the Chiefs running all these, yeah. all these switches and, and yeah. different routes. Like now we, we haven't gone over that in practice. Mm-hmm. But keeping it simple is key, man. You're right.
1: Yeah, and that's how you play fast, you know what I mean? And that's what you want out of a defense. So.
3: Pat, do you feel like that's something
0: that's changed, especially the past two weeks when the defense has improved a lot, is that the the playbook or the calls, the defense has got a lot more simple so that you can focus on these fundamentals? Because a lot of players have said that the fundamentals have really improved, the techniques really improved over these past yeah. two weeks. Is it because the calls and playbook have got simpler?
1: Yeah, um, just like three, four calls where we just, you know, hound on and just work at it every day in practice. I just feel like those reps in practice and those mental reps, you know, off the field, just learning the coverage and the basics of it just helps. And it goes a long way because you don't want to be out there second guessing and hesitating on the field. You want to play fast. And you know what I mean? That's what's been implemented so far through these past two weeks was making us play fast and knowing the call and being where you're supposed to being where you're supposed to be um, throughout the call. So um, I think that's what's been key um, in these past couple of weeks and how we've gotten better, even though there's still some more to improve on. But I could say these past two weeks, we've really been um, focusing on a few amount of calls and just working on that each and every day for sure.
0: So what I'm hearing from two defensive guys It's a lot easier to be a defender than an offensive player because you just don't. It's so much more simple. No, I'm I'm just kidding, but I mean, it's crazy because, like, how many plays do you think an offense goes into a game with? Because you mentioned, like, ideally four, not 40 for a defense. I have to imagine the offense is 70 to 100.
3: Yeah, but I think with the offense. Oh,
0: but I see what you're doing. Yeah, the offense is different
3: (laughs) because the offense, they have a lot of plays, but it's all verbiage. So they may have, you know, 10 key words for every position and they use those buzz buzzwords in their play calling to tell you exactly what your job is. So I mean, I think defense is harder cuz we mm. got to respond to what the offense does. Mm. So, you know, that long play call just told everybody their job and yeah. we got to go out match up, yeah. figure out what our yeah. final yeah. job is. Yeah. So, I say defense is
2: harder. <laughs> you know, the yeah, Chiefs were doing cool. some crazy stuff. Like they they had a whole bunch of trick plays in that game. Um, I'm just curious. I mean, they have, like, the, the Kadarius-Tony pass in a double coverage. Like, w- when they call plays like that and you guys shut them down, like, that has to that has to feel pretty good. The same thing with, like, the, the fake field goal where they run everybody up to the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It it feels good. You know what I mean? going against a team like that, you got to be ready for anything, like the mm-hmm. gadgets, the trick plays, all that, because, I mean, if you see it, like, throughout the course of the games, they'll have at least two or three trick plays uh, throughout their offense. And that's what they do with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and all those guys coming together. And I feel like in practice, they just do crazy stuff. Like against the Raiders last year, they did that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, Ring Around the Rosie. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was, but like, just things like that, you know, it could, it could easily throw the defense off guard, but I think we was very sound and poised, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean we eliminated that early on in the game. So they, um, I could say they back away from it a little bit once we've identified mm-hmm. it and shut it down. So,
0: Pat, from a defensive perspective, when a team is doing trick plays like this, um, does it? Does it kind of, does it upset you at all? Because I remember last year when when you're talking about the the Raiders, when they did that circle one before the Raiders Mm -hmm. play, after the game, the Raiders were like, that was so disrespectful. Do you feel like that when it's a more traditional trick play, not like a goofy one like that?
1: Yeah, a goofy one like that, I feel like that's pretty disrespectful. (laughs) I feel like that's OD. Like, they just trying stuff to see if it works. Like, uh, shoot, let's try this out. They ain't going to get it anyway. Like... But I feel like, like you said, a standard trick play is just something to throw us off guard, you know, something that they actually work on and they trying to um, get like a big gain out of during the game. And when you stop it, it's like, okay, they put all these tricks in the bag and you stopped it. Now they got to play their regular offense. You know what I mean? So it's a pretty good feeling when you stop a trick play because now you know that, okay, you're sound. um, That's like probably one out of two plays they're going to try throughout the game. So, you know, it feels pretty good as a defense.
2: I made the mistake last week of bringing up the Don Terry Poe touchdown oh, that Todd was on the field for. Oh, jeez.
3: Hey, it wasn't my fault, so I can, you not know. <laughs> <laughs> know. I don't know if
0: you remember that one, but Don Terry Poe, what, 350-pound defensive tackle? Maybe a little bit more, yeah. uh, Gets a handoff. I, I remember yeah, Looking he gets it. This, this it's was not, it's also
3: nothing a, big, man. Also, it's it's not like a Chris- big deal. Oh, it was—he was
0: big. I'll tell you that. It was a Christmas, a Christmas <laughs> oh, night that's game. Right. I think too, to make it even worse, yeah. he gets a handoff at like the one-yard line, then does like a jump pass and throws a touchdown no. to someone, and it was just like it Ugh. was after so many years of the Broncos just dominating the Chiefs, and you could tell Andy Reid was like. I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I want to switch it, and I'm going to switch it by having a
3: defensive
1: tackle throw a jump pass.
3: Yeah, they tried to make us look bad. I guess it worked. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a tough. But like night for
1: stuff us like that so. catch you off guard, though. You're like, yeah, what the hell he gonna do throwing the pass? <laughs>
3: <laughs> man, I was ready to go smacking. Like him. That. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. to meet him in the hole. Like, you know, I was getting ready. He's three hundred and fifty pounds. It, <laughs> I'm the opposite of
0: you, Todd. If I see a guy that's 350 pounds get the ball, I want nothing to do with you. I don't want to hit you. Man, I just
3: you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you have a tough down on the, field, the Broncos you know? Broncos have put Purcell back there a couple times.
2: They still have given the ball though, right? nah he lead blocks yeah. yeah they gotta give him the ball at some point
3: mm. yeah they should have a little fullback be, dive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah 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 um oh man i've really i really enjoyed this conversation um and i gotta tell you about our friends over at primo hoagies before we go any further and ask pat more questions because our friends over at primo hoagies are here for the football season and they are here to give you uh individual sandwiches but also they're awesome for catering so if you have a uh, party plan for this week's Alabama game, for the Broncos game. Make sure to go and check out our friends over at Primo Hoagies, where they have multiple locations in Denver, one in Centennial, one in Denver. You can order trays in advance online over at PrimoHogies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a primo.
2: And also, uh, MSU Denver. Um, I actually have a little beef with them right now, Oh, which is like not primo something— <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> MSU no, not like that beef. Like uh they actually have an exhibition game against CU in basketball oh. in a couple weeks. Oh. So, for the first time ever, I'm kind of like anti MSU Denver. Wow. Um, but it's I'm going to wow. right I'm gonna put that to the side right now. I'm um, going to put that to the side. although Buffs basketball team is going to be legit this year. It's actually going to be insane. Like I think they're going to be That's really what they good. they say every year. That's not what they say every year. (laughs) Usually they say like, oh, they could be pretty good this time. But no, this time they're actually going to be really good. Uh, MSU Denver, I can't speak to their basketball team at least for a couple more weeks. But the school is awesome. Um, They've got 90 plus majors. You can create your own. You can find your future. They've got classes that are in person. They've got classes that are online. Um, You can take a hybrid program if that's what you want um basically whatever you want to do you can do at msu denver and right now they're taking applications for this spring so if if you're going to start your college education or restart it msu denver is a great option head on over to msudenver.edu and you can get more details
0: boom there we go um okay one final question to to tie a bow on that when i was when henry was telling us about msu denver i thought of this is there such a thing as a trick play on defense, or is the closest thing you get to a trick play just, like, you know, unique blitzing formations and things like that?
3: Yeah, I can't think of anything that's, like, a trick play for us. Maybe some different formations or different – having, like, you know, a pass rusher lineup over the center. Right. Mm -hmm. I think something like that, or, like, a special blitz and a critical down. But besides that, I don't think we have anything. Yeah.
2: I can't remember who it was, but a couple weeks ago it was, like – it was, like, an inverted cover three where the safeties just, like, fly forward. And then the middle linebacker, I can't remember who it was, um, but just, like, drops back and covers the deep middle. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> but I'm not sure if that counts as, like, a trick play. It just, yeah. like, would be strange yeah, that's to like see. A,
1: that's, like a, um, that's, like, a cover two. Yeah. yeah. It, linebacker it, drop like, deep middle. That's, like, a down-and-distance call. You know what I mean? Where they got to get to the six, But... I mean, maybe if we get a pick and we just, like, lateral, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I mean.
0: man, if that was unplanned, could you imagine how upset a coach would be? I have to imagine, right? Um, <laughs> only okay. if it doesn't
3: work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if it no, doesn't work. people it doesn't have done that
1: before, though. Like Teams mm-hmm. done that before.
2: And the Broncos. It sometimes it works,
1: sometimes it don't. <laughs>
2: yeah. there, there was one of
3: those when you were on the team, right? I almost think the Super Bowl season, there was a lateral. And I ten. think we tried it. I think I can remember somebody running down the field and somebody got the pick and I think a key was like toss it, toss it, toss it. Like it was something happened like that. And I don't remember Another if one ha- happened
0: with K-Jack in the Texans game That's with Drew Lock, the yeah. quarterback. You were on the team in Houston.
3: Yep. Um, yep.
0: Someone got a pick, and then no, they were f- going down. Was it a fumble? It was a fumble. Yeah. It, was a fumble. it was a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and he tossed it back to Kareem. To Kareem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was extra cool because that was Kareem's return back to Houston. Yeah. Yep. He scored. Oh, man. He scored. He had a, another. He had a pick, his own pick that mm-hmm. game. He took out DeAndre Hopkins. That hit, yeah. Was that
2: Shelby Harris, the one that got the fumble? I don't, I don't
0: remember. Ty so. was saying it was AJ, AJ Johnson, AJ, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a, yeah. Those are great plays. Yeah, yeah. I guess those are probably more so uh, just sporadic yeah. trick plays, not like actual plan, because you you're not play. gonna plan like, okay, on this down we're gonna get a pick, yep. and then uh, Pat's gonna drop back and uh, Josie's gonna throw it across the field to him. Probably a little too much there. Yeah,
2: a little <laughs> too much. It'd be kind of fun. <laughs> it, it would
0: be, it'd be fun, Pat. Maybe you throw this idea out to Vance, and uh, we can see that this weekend.
1: Yeah, facts. We get a pick, someone throw it back. Yep.
2: Far sideline. <laughs> and then you take it Which to the house. That? Yeah, you just like get all the blockers, the far sideline, you get somebody sitting back there. If anybody gets yeah, a pick, you just a throw it back, back to the other side. Only
1: only only skill players could throw it though. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> That's the first thing you say was a linebacker that block. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, toss to the crib, you know uh, what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Maybe maybe like a few of the linebackers, that's pretty athletic. Yeah. That's the exception. You know what I mean? You you said, Josie Josie has some soul sure on Alex? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ty was athletic. He yeah, yeah, ran like a, a, a four, four nine,
2: or nine or something.
3: I could take one to the crib. Oh, it was a, a 4.85. 4.85. Wow. He ran a 4.85. My four game speed it wasn't <laughs> <nobody> <laughs> running, around, running away from me on the, <laughs> on the field, though. You know what I'm saying? That gets you like 15,
1: then you can toss it back. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. There we go. We're talking full-on pass, then laterals after. I like it. You know? That's funny because uh, the,
3: the uh, my only pick six was probably like seventeen yards out, so I don't think I have much more <laughs> running room besides okay. that. Like, these teams good. At least, is my at limit. Least you got down sheet. Pick six, pick <laughs> six. Ooh, do you have a
1: pick six yet,
2: Pat? Yeah,
1: Is yeah, it one, one against
0: the Chargers? Justin Herbert, baby. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was Chargers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. one. Man, Chargers are charging, especially after last night. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, that my, was fun. Oh my goodness. Um, all right, Pat. So obviously. One in five. It's not what what anyone thought this season was going to be like. And now that we're two weeks away from the trade deadline, I believe it's exactly two weeks from today, a lot of questions floating (laughs) around about everyone's future on the team. And, uh, I mean, we've talked about it. There's no one more valuable to this team than than you. Um, And so we wanted to just know how you view your future with this team. Do you want to be with the Broncos long term?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I plan on being here my whole career. You know what I mean? That's how I wanted to end up. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I just love the organization. I love the city. So, you know what I mean? Being around here, being with, you know, a great group of guys is, like, fun to me. You know what I mean? So, obviously, the NFL is a business. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how things may go, you know what I mean? Sometimes it would be unfair. But, you know, I love to be here for my, you know, long-term season and, um, just bleeding orange and blue, you know what I mean? So, uh, I think, you know, how things would shift out, you know what I mean? Um, I'm pretty sure things would really set out for itself. You know what I mean? Obviously, uh, nobody knows what's going to happen, um, these next two weeks, but the only thing we could focus on is controlling what we could, uh, control. So I think that's the biggest thing, um, especially in the times like this where you don't know what's going on. So I think it's key. And I think it's, you know, um, it's a, it'll be a positive thing of guys. You know what I mean? Just focus on and control. What we can control That'd be a big thing.
2: How tough is it just to see trade rumors going around? I mean, your name obviously doesn't get brought up much, but you still have all these teammates who are, you know, it's popping up one name or the other. It could be going here or there. Like what's that like?
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, in the locker room, we don't try to allow it to affect us. Um, we leave all the external noise um, outside the building. You know what I mean? We just focus on the team um, as of now. Because, um, like I said, the business NFL is the business, so we look at it like whatever happens, happens. But I just believe that, you know, these relationships that you make in the mm-hmm. locker room and in the NFL, those are long-term. So, um, you know what I mean? We just focus on that. Um, you know what I mean? We still got two weeks ahead of us to win some ball games. And you know, that's what we focus on. Um, that's what the standpoint is in the locker room right now. Just focus on getting getting some wins, you know what I mean? Just keep on building this bond with each other.
3: Yeah, I think that's that's great, man. I think, you know, limiting the noise as much as possible. I know as a defense, there will, there will be times where we like shut off our social media and just try to, you know, yeah. get together and really bond as a team so that we can move this thing forward and like mm-hmm. you said i think winning cures all you guys start putting some good games together all the noise goes out the window they start talking about how good you guys are and how you're building for the future so just keep the keep them guys focused keep keep trying to put together wins and y'all will be great
1: yeah that's the main thing just staying focused and you know keeping the main thing the main thing you know because at the end of the day um know it's all about the team you know what i mean that's it and you know, once we build around that and once we focus on that, you know, great things will come. So, yeah, everybody's staying positive. You know, what I mean, no negativity um, in the locker room. So that's a great thing.
0: Well, and Pat, I know you can't see the live comments going on, but everyone is saying, Pat, we love you so much. Don't go anywhere. The Broncos country absolutely loves you. And I think Broncos country's at a point with a, a lot of players where they're like, yeah, I understand if the team moves on from them. Not with you. Nope. No, one, no <laughs> one wants to see you move on. You know, 23 years old, a cornerstone. Um, and if the team does go through a rebuild, um, something that you can absolutely be a cornerstone of. So just wanted to pass on those words from Broncos country uh, to you. Uh, and as you're looking forward, next game on the schedule uh, is the Packers. When, when you look at this Packers team. It is quite different than it was a year ago. No Aaron Rodgers anymore. Uh, Devontae Adams, obviously, no longer on the team. Um, w- when you see this Packers team, what are your initial thoughts? I know you haven't dove into them fully yet. That'll start tomorrow when you're back at practice. Yeah. But, but what, what do we need to know for, for, about this Packers team?
1: Yeah, um, I could say they're a very young team. Um, they're still putting stuff together, but you know, they're very talented. Um, on the perimeter and in the backfield, Um, you know, I believe they feed off their run, you know what I mean? And it builds up for the pass. Um, Scheme-wise, they like to take, you know, shots down the field and stuff like that. Um, Get quick rhythm throws to get the offense going. You know, obviously with a new quarterback um, in Jordan Love, I'm pretty sure, you know, they try to keep things simple. Um, Not try to throw too much at him, but allowing him to get easy reads uh, throughout the game. So um, I think our main focus gotta be staying sound you know what i mean and plastering and you know what i mean just eliminating those easy access throws that's key in the game
2: yeah i mean how much easier is it to have uh, a couple extra days to prepare for for a game
1: yeah it, it makes it um it makes it better because you know extra days of preparation could uh change a lot um obviously mm-hmm. through the course of the season um you you rarely get, you know, these extra days, these extra, um, you know, off days to really hone in on the opponent. So it's great to really just, you know, lock in and build on tendencies early. So by the time the game come, you know, it's second nature and you already know what's coming beforehand. So I think that's a bonus.
3: Yeah, those long weeks were are always my favorite because people don't realize how quick of a turnaround it is. Like, you know, yeah. you play on Sunday, you recover on Monday, Tuesday, you're off. Then Wednesday is like first, second down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday's third down. Friday is like red zone and corrections. Then you travel on Saturday and you're about to play. Like yeah. you've had one day to break down every piece of this offense and then you're about to play. So I know that they love the rest, you know, with these extra mm-hmm. days, but it's also a lot of time to dive in the film a lot deeper than you could in like a normal week.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, you, hit right, that's, you hit it right on schedule. <laughs> that's how it is
0: <laughs> and then Pat you, you said it earlier a good thing is is that you play the Chiefs just two weeks after you played them the first time why? why is that a good thing
1: um just cause you already played you played them so early then you play them again so quick it's like we sort of got a feel for it and we know what's going to happen you know what I mean rather than having a couple weeks um you know what I mean, like four or five weeks to play them again, then, you know, you lose, not not saying you lose um, the feel for it, but you sort of get carried away with, you know, what's going on uh, with their offense. So um, I'm pretty sure the game plan would still be um, the same, um, pretty simple. And, you know, that's what makes it even great because we have another opportunity to, you know what I mean, have another chance to win a ball game. And, you know, that's a big thing in this league. You know, just getting more and more opportunities, especially a divisional opponent like that, playing twice a year, you know what I mean? Um, it's it's a bonus just to say the least. So
0: Yeah, yeah, well it makes sense. And Pat, we've loved having you on, but I gotta ask you a question that a couple of people in the comment section have been asking, yeah. do you hear that there is flag football coming to the Olympics? And would you wanna be part of Team USA?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think to be honest, I don't think it would be even be close that we was, <laughs> yeah. that we being for real, but I got to play offense though. Oh, oh, and
0: defense, or are you just going Not offense? No, just only? offense. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you think that? You, you know what I mean? To make it close to fair, I could say, you know, have the, yeah. defense, have the defensive players play offense, have the offensive mm. players play defense, you know what I mean? Create a different su- sequence.
0: I see. You're. You're. That's a nice spin job. You just want touchdowns on yeah, offense. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Uh, sure, what sure. what position would have the hardest time transitioning to the other side? Do you think for flag football?
2: Like a tight end to yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Is tight. I say. I say the easiest probably receiver because you know they're they're athletic already. So. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I so what are say you saying about ends.
0: cornerbacks? You're athletic as well? Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah, tough too. I think cornerbacks
3: cornerback are the most the, athletic yeah. player on the field. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah.
2: Do you think the offensive guys actually want to play defense, though? Because, like, I like your playing <laughs> right. defense to offense, <laughs> offense to defense, but I don't know that those guys are agreeing to that.
1: You know, believe it or not, um, you know, guys throughout the team, we was talking about, like, what if, you know, mm-hmm. we switch positions? Like, what if some receivers go to – db and some of the dbs go to receivers and we do a little seven on seven and then just that topic sparked up a whole conversation <laughs> throughout practice because you know we're all competitors so obviously we're going to say we'll just you know run them out the water and they'll say we'll they'll lock us down but uh i'm pretty sure it'll be they'll be excited to do that you know what i mean it'll be like a new position for them to play you know what i mean and make plays so
3: yeah Cortland might be a good db Corner plays, I think. Oh, it is is. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, but Pat going up against Jerry. If Pat's a wide receiver, I'm I'm taking Pat on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the size is tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's great, Pat. Thank you so Ooh, much for I've got, being on with Andrew's got one more.
2: One more thing. Uh, so this week, Samori Touré. Got to watch out for him. Guys like a legend broke a whole bunch of FCS records, like Jerry Rice's records up at Montana. Oh, he's a Montana player, of course. He's a receiver. That's the only reason Henry's bringing okay, him up. He's like their number five <laughs> receiver, but he's he sick. So already, no, he's not. Don't don't listen to him. <laughs> no, number eighty three. Keep an eye on him because he's he's pretty good.
4: Oh! <laughs> oh! If Pat really oh! just dropped
0: off with that That would <laughs> exactly. incredible that. Talk to about, no,
4: more <laughs> too right
0: He's like is this guy uh, really trying to give me scouting wow. advice right now Get I was I out of here I'm just helping him out That's incredible Samarie's a dog <laughs>
3: That was perfect <laughs> Oh that is
0: so good Oh my gosh Henry I love that you're trying to help Pat out
2: It's my job here
0: <laughs> We're just doing it for Pat Are we still on? You're here? Okay okay oh okay um all right let's uh tell you about our friends over at breckenridge distillery where if you want some delicious breckenridge distillery you can get it in 50 different states of course including here in colorado and if you want to find a local retailer to get it at go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com <laughs> for home delivery of a worn award-winning breckenridge distillery they've got so many awards and also Underrated. I don't think it gets talked about enough. They're Reiki seltzers. I know we've all had them. Yeah, all love them. I mean, it's it's delicious. It's like uh, uh it's, I love the lime one because it's like a margarita. So check out Reiki seltzers. They've got so many things going on over at Breckenridge Distillery.
3: And a huge shout out to our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker, where they help you if you've been hurt or seriously injured, and they help with all kind of cases, whether it's car accidents, motorcycle rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. If any time you have been injured or seriously hurt and you need some consultation, feel free to call Bex and Shanker at 222-2222. And they win for Colorado Families. And they've been helping families in Colorado for over 25 years. And they're great because there's no fees, there's no cost until they win your case. And they have won over a billion dollars for their clients. And they have even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. So make sure you call them. If you need a consultation, dial two 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 two.
0: Right on. Um, Pat is saying that his uh, that his phone just disconnected. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna live in that world. I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. gonna live in the world where he's like, man, I
2: can't take advice from him. When when Samori <laughs> scores this weekend,
0: <laughs> oh wow! First what of are all, you I'll either. make
2: a couple bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost a couple bucks because he he had a two point conversion a couple games ago, but no oh, touchdowns oh, yet. Man, yeah.
0: Can you bet on two point conversions?
2: No, yeah, I don't think I'd I would have though. That
0: would be maybe like the most unique bet.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Don Terry Poe touchdown pass. Oh man. I can't believe he's doing this. Twice no, I'm now. done with that now. Twice mm-hmm. now. I'm just saying, like, if we're talking about absurd betting odds, Don At Terry Poe. Scoring.
3: Your guy from Montana ain't even scored yet. There we <laughs> go. There <So> we <laughs> go. Like, I, do. I knew I was setting myself up for
0: you. Uh, so, to take you guys behind the scenes a little bit, like I said earlier, we had AirPods in. Mm-hmm. That's the first time. That we've ever done that for an interview, because then it's not echoey. Mm-hmm. But during those ad reads, we took them out, and uh, I feel like my yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. honestly uh-huh. like disoriented because it was like quiet in one ear for 30 minutes, and now it's it's not.
2: Am I crazy for thinking I don't really want to be sharing AirPods with other people? No, I think you that's <laughs> I think that's thing. that's normal, right? Like I don't know. I this might be TMI. I I personally am fine. I know that there are people within my family who've had like earwax things where it's like mm. a, there's just a lot and so like I've never wanted to share anything no. with anybody because of that and so maybe mm. I'm like troubled but I I can't
3: do it I can't share those no that's going like in your ear in it's your gross no. <laughs> it's gross we don't want to share No, like those are, <laughs> it's disgusting I've had
0: some uh, clogged ears
2: before I'm not (laughs) sharing with him. I'm not sharing with him.
0: (laughs) Got to watch out now. Um, Okay, let's move on here. And uh, I saw a couple of comments saying... This is the most positive and optimistic pod that they've had in a while. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when the team's 1-5. and five And uh, it is fun to <laughs> kind of take a step back and have some fun, especially when we have pad on. Um, and, by the way, awesome answer. Love the conversation about defense, breaking that down, and then also him saying that he wants to be a Bronco for life, doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, good day for Broncos country hearing him say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we just kind of want to continue The positive vibes on the rest of this pod today by jumping into our Bet365 top five. Let's break down the top five bright spots of the season so far. I think there's a lot of different people, areas, places Mm -hmm. we can go here. What's the brightest spot of the season? And do we want to open it up to everything? Where it can be, or do you yeah. want to just keep it to players?
2: Let's just keep it open ended. Yeah, open ended.
0: I like this. So what's the brightest spot of the season so far?
3: I, uh, a win.
2: <laughs> that Bears game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Bears game.
3: It oh, has to be number uh, one. I think so. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's yeah. that's so
2: funny. I didn't even think of a win, <laughs> but if we're talking bright spots, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think the question is: Is it the Bears win or the Bears comeback? Like, is it the win in general? Is it just like seeing them come out in that second half? it might just be the win or is it Lupin just literally in. the yeah. single win yeah. it's just the fact yeah, they won just yeah. Win. yeah yeah the the one win i like man
0: too bad one through five can't just be win because uh-huh. then that mean they'd be five, five and one. one at this yeah. point or six and oh yeah we'd have to cut one out hopefully yeah. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully okay i like that the win i <sighs> yeah. like that um man i wrote down like a list of like seven ones didn't even have that in there but you're wow. right Tom, yeah that's it that's yeah. number one i
2: think um, um just throwing some ideas out there. Nick Benito has a bunch of sacks. Um, you still have Pat Sertan. That's, that is pretty nice. It's just like he exists. We get to watch him play. Um, Quinn Miners has played well. Jaleel. Jaleel Marvin for Mims. Sure. Yep. For sure. them There's some ideas. In the yeah, I think Jaleel has to be in there. I think Marvin probably has to be in there, too. Absolutely. And
0: I do think the guy that you started off with, Nick. Nick Benito. Yeah. Um, do we
2: just go the rookies? Because I think the rookies combined is number two. Jaleel and Mims together. Do we separate them out? Are there any other rookies that you would include in this conversation? Um, Moss hasn't really played. Yeah, Drew Riley has played. Struggled. Drew Sanders, no. Skinner I mean, hasn't played. Just, it's just those two. Just
0: those two guys. I mean,
2: Nate Atkins has been kind of sick. But, man, they've <sighs> – I feel like they're their own in line. In his own way. I feel like they're their yeah, own okay. line just because Jaleel's
0: been – I mean, Jaleel got Roller. the start. This past week over Javante Williams. Now, we asked Javante about it yesterday, and Javante, understandably so, and probably rightfully slow, played it off by saying, you know, we just have different packages. But, Todd, I have to imagine, especially when it comes to, like, a running back, a position where it's very easy to choose what your first play is going to be, I took that Jaleel start as being significant as ta- as um, Sean giving like a tip of the cap uh-huh. to the rookie saying, you've done incredible things. I want to give you
3: this start. I think that's what it was too, because it was only that one play. He yep. didn't stay in there the next <laughs> yeah. play. So I think yeah. it was just him giving him the nod. Like, we see you. We love what you're doing. We're going to give you the start right here. Um, but I, did he have the bulk of the carries? Even?
2: So in terms of snaps, Snap. Jaleel had 21 and Javante had uh, 18. Okay. So Jaleel did get more. Yeah. Um, For the first time. This year, rush attempts, Javante had 10, Jaleel had seven, but Jaleel also had two catches. So, in terms of touches, it's 10 to nine. And Javante didn't have any catches? No, no catches. So, more touches. And I think a pretty even split makes sense, especially because I think coming into this game, Jaleel had pretty obviously been the more explosive back. I mean, he'd been averaging more than seven yards per carry. But this week, Javante did more with his touches. You know, it's kind of the first time we didn't see the big play from Jaleel. And that doesn't mean like down on Jaleel or anything like that. But I do think we've kind of found the balance here where it's like 45, 40%, 40% Javante, 40% Jaleel, 20% Samaje and some blocking situations, stuff like that. Yeah,
3: man, Pass I, protection. I feel bad for yeah, Samaje. He, he does well, I feel like, on the screen. He yeah. does. Yeah, yeah mm. he, does. he does. That's why those...
2: I think you want him in shotgun. Like, I, I guess what you really do is... Like, you could have, like, Manhurts and Jaleel in when you're in shotgun and have, like, Manhurts helping with the pass protection, have Jaleel running some routes. Or you could have Samajé in and maybe, like, it's Dulcich in at tight end, and so you have a receiver there. And then you keep him honest with a couple screens. There's definitely a role for Samajé, but it does – I feel bad for the guy because it looked like he was going to be a really big role.
0: I mean, especially coming in where he was a number two back, coming in where when he signed, everyone in their their right mind, outside of, I guess, Javante – but yep. Javante might not even start the season. And if so, it's going to be a very limited workload. So he probably thought, I'm going to be the number one back here. And that's he, he, when he told us why he came here. He used to have two reasons. One, to be with Sean Payton. and Two, to have a bigger role. And he's just not having that. But this isn't the business of making players feel happy. It's getting the best guys yeah. on the field. And Jaleel's just been such a bright spot that I'm comfortable putting him number two.
3: Yeah, Jaleel at two. Yep. We do Mims three. Mims or
0: Benito? Or Ooh. I think his last few weeks might convince me to go... I mean, especially last few weeks with just the uh, uh, inability of... you Not inability. They just haven't used mm-hmm. Marvin Mims. He has one catch for four yards in the past mm-hmm. two games on one target. So they just haven't been giving him the opportunity. It blows my mind. I think that's uh, criminal. I think he yeah. deserves to to get more... Uh, time on the field a career yeah. low 12 snaps this past week that's true um and then what in the past i guess it's three games now nick benito has four and a half sacks which is still really impressive
3: yeah all right we can put nick at three and then mm-hmm. move um mims. marvin to number four
2: yeah yeah i think that's probably right i think the tiebreaker to me is just those the fumbles from mims like that, the dropped kickoff. This is bright spots, Henry. We're I know. talking bright spots. But it is bright spots. <laughs> but if you're, if you're trying to side, Benito at three, Mims at four. It dimmed his light. It's dimmed his brightness <laughs> with those drops. He's fourth brightest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair. Which also means like fourth least dim. Still great. Fourth least yeah. dim. It's um, still bright. Yeah. I, th- I mean, watching that game, Quinn Miners going up against Chris Jones. It was pretty awesome because, like, Chris got him a couple times. Like, there was a toss that he blew up. There were a couple like stretch runs where Quinn wasn't able to like overtake him, and so the back had to like cut back behind him. But for the most part, it was just like a pretty even battle, and that was pretty crazy to see. I've I've been impressed with Quinn all season, Um,
0: especially when during the game you see uh, Chris Jones go up against McGlinchey a couple of times, and it was the opposite I yeah. mean, he was he was tearing McGlinchey apart it's so, nice that
2: this is bright spots
0: <laughs> well no no yeah. but it yeah. adds to bright spots it because it just shows like it's not like Chris Jones uh, has lost anything he's no. still that guy and Quinn has played really well I think I think Quinn is uh well I know Quinn's the highest rated um huh. offensive lineman of the Broncos oh, okay. on pro football sense. focus
2: yeah McGlinchey i still am, i'm publishing the game grades today which is way later than i anticipate but we're calling it uh it's a tuesday thing it's on tuesdays um
0: just wait for monday night's game against buffalo and you have to get them up on tuesday
2: yeah tuesdays um <laughs> yeah that's uh the broncos gave up eight pressures against the chiefs five of them were mcglinchey they gave up one hit on russ that was mcglinchey they gave up one sack that was mcglinchey like they're it was a rough night. And the good news is there were no penalties. There were actually no penalties on the entire offense. Only three penalties wow. in the entire game. And one for Damari that got declined. So you could call that four. But yeah, that's, that,
0: that's how you beat. That's been tough. That's how you beat the Chiefs is yeah. you play clean football. Definitely. And, and don't the, let the trick play plays the work. Yeah, don't let uh, the trick Don't let
2: Kadarius Tony throw a touchdown. And they did. You got to break that up. Yep. So, yeah. quit number five? Um. Uh,
0: So, you made the argument for Quinn being number five. Todd, do you have anyone else you want to throw out there? It's tough. I've got a couple that I'll throw out there. Jonathan Cooper um, is someone else. He's been a bright spot, but if we are choosing between Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, I think we do go Jonathan Cooper. Or, I'm I'm sorry, Nick Benito. Um, A few other ones. Special teams. Special teams have
2: been good. They've just been the couple of plays. It's like the MIMS the punt that got fumbled, that kickoff that he dropped, and so they got the ball at the four. Like, that's just a killer. Like, that might as well be a turnover.
0: Week week one, the four points that were missed because of the kicking game. True. Um, That's a win right there. I think it's an honorable mention. I don't think it's making this because it has cost Mm -hmm. them one or two games so far. Um, Russell Wilson?
2: Oh. Russell Wilson what?
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> after thursday i don't think I, so if we were
2: having this conversation last week i could yeah, have gotten there yeah
0: but yeah i think i i agree with you yeah what Man. about the
2: white helmets
0: yeah, the white helmets oh, is a good white one. Helmets. I was also that's gonna go one. with the new jumbotron that they've got. The that's, uh, that's nice. I go helmets
3: above that. Helmets
0: above that. Mostly because
3: from the press sad. box We've moved you can't from see. Yeah, players to just <laughs> <the> <laughs> aspects of football yeah. to things you can buy. The attendance at the game have been phenomenal. <laughs> <Yeah>. Surprising. <laughs> have you gotten a, a drink or, or some nachos? Oh, I no. Wish. Phenomenal service. Wow. That okay. should be, that should be wow. number five. Oh, I like that.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> do we want to go Quinn or do we want to have some fun with this? You want to bookend it with a win and something else? The helmets?
2: I like the I th- I mean, white the helmets. helmets. I like the, helmets the white helmets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the old school D fun. on the field?
2: Whoa. Yeah. I think Whoa. that gets in the <laughs> whole vibe. That
0: fits the whole vibe. Um, okay. You're here. I don't think, yeah. You're taking in. White helmets. There you go. And that was our <laughs> bet 365 <laughs> <laughs> top um, and speaking of Bet365, if you want to get in and get some action on this weekend's games, Broncos slight home dogs to the Packers. And uh, who's that receiver? Oh, oh, Samori Toure. I Guy's wonder a if, monster. if they didn't have Samori Toure, would the Packers still be favorites?
2: Um, No.
0: Absolutely, they still would Broncos be favorites. Broncos be double-digit <laughs> favorites. Bro, wow. Samori's
2: sick. Wow.
0: Um, you could probably bet on his yards later in the week and if you want to do that check uh, out our friends over at bet 365 definitely touchdowns not T- yards. Touchdowns. okay yeah, you got the touchdowns you, have been up there use it it's see if touchdowns is up there for this week right now because okay. that's typically the first thing that goes up use the code dnvr 365 over at bet 365 in order to get great deals and they have so many unique bets so i'm sure you can get some more some more a some more toure, some more um stats over at bet 365 use that code dnvr 365 i think this thursday night's game is Jags and Saints? That should be a good one. Should that should be. be a good one. So, and I think that's like a pick'em game. So check them out over at Bet three six five. Must be twenty one and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text one eight hundred GAMBLER.
3: Okay. If you wanna check out the game, you need to check it out or get your tickets over at Game Time. Whether you wanna see the Broncos get a win at home or you wanna see Tua have <laughs> five. 100 yards, yards and <laughs> <hit> one target <laughs> or five drops which is more
4: likely no, uh, they're not throwing the ball that many times
3: whether you're from montana or anywhere in the country check out game time if you want to get your tickets they have fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you it's really um an easy app to use mm-hmm. um, and i think it's the greatest place to buy tickets if you're looking for some so make sure you go download the app use code dmvr you get 20% off which is a good amount of money, for sure. Yeah. $20 to buy you yeah. a primo hoagie. Yep. It might buy you a kind love roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a lot of good stuff you get for $20. So make sure you check out our friends over at game time. Again, download the app, create an account, use the code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase.
0: Speaking of kind love, we have our, our new line of oh, yeah. kind love. <laughs> um, and there was a pack. Is that what they're called? Pack?
2: I that's what it is for six. I mean, yeah. it's got to the yeah. same. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Exactly. We had a pack on the table uh, last week. It's gone. Uh, are you guys shocked? Not at all. No. Nuggets, guys. <laughs> Nuggets, guys. Well, yeah. Just calling Nuggets them guys. out straight up. I like that. Um, okay. Let's go into the comments. Yes. No
2: touchdown props yet. I have gotten it plus 2,000 before. Also, he had 303 yards in a playoff game. Broke Randy Moss's record against Southeast Louisiana. Mm. We can move on, though
0: um some breaking news coming down the wire right now a wide receiver with the initials jj justin jefferson nope has just joined there the philadelphia eagles
2: if it's not jerry judy is there like a I I didn't jj say it, taylor I didn't say it wait is it, it's know. not jerry this would be very different you wouldn't be giggling <laughs> if it was jerry judy you're correct yes yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> imagine somebody that's been down south a lot more.
0: No, think of think of this. I'll give you a hint. Julio um, Jones. Boom! Oh, There wow, 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 wow. yeah. oh, right. you he go. Man, another first rounder getting another chance. <laughs> <laughs> Julio's <laughs> that man. He got um, a yeah. lot of money. He Julio might have earned his
3: sleep somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think just call it a day. Mm-hmm. Just call it a day. But yeah, Julio Jones joining the Eagles, that just doesn't. Really makes sense. Don't the Eagles have tons of weapons already? Yeah, I guess they do. might as well add a veteran there. But I uh, mean, he's,
2: he can be like that little Jordan Humphrey obviously on a little bit different level, yeah. but like <laughs> the big body, put him in the slot, let him block a little bit. When's the last time Lil Jordan caught a pass? Um, it's been a bit. Yeah. I was looking just out of curiosity. So, like, uh, Marvin played 12 snaps, eight of them he ran a route. Um, Lil Jordan played 15, so three more, but only ran a route on five of them, so three less routes. So that's, I mean, a Doing lot of dirty work. Yeah, exactly. A lot of it's almost like a Greg Dulcich role where just like kind of line him up in the slot, have him like come in crack some linebackers and stuff. Speaking on Greg Dulcich, you take back what you said about the way to handle him?
3: No, because I told you. I, uh, you I, are, I told you. I, you. Know. I told you.
2: Again, but my point was, again, feel bad for Greg and hope he gets healthy. Yeah, of course. Does it really matter all that much? They're Ooh, one in five. Damn. Like, but the wins, damn. the wins don't matter. The wins don't like go go on a run, go win four games. Guess what? You're five hundred. You're probably not going to win enough to get the playoffs. Still, like it just doesn't. He's got he's got eleven months still to get healthy.
3: Oh, you found you sound like a real GM right now. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> throw the guy out there. Let's see if he then, he's healthy. You throw him out there. The game against oh, the Chiefs, dang, Put him on the sideline. He's not worth anything. It would have been cares? a massive
2: win. Would have been a massive win. You gotta you gotta put the cards on the table. Dang man. Chips on the table. Because
0: now I think at this point, you got to – last week I thought at this point, you got to find out if Greg Dulcich can be your guy going forward. So you uh-huh. better make yeah. sure that he can stay on the field for as much of the season as possible to see if he's your guy because now it's going to be his second year after this year is going to be over. And do you have a tight end of the future? If Greg doesn't play much this year because you're rushed him back, Man, then you're just left with a big question mark. Do you need to go get a tight end? This was your third-round pick just last year. Yeah. Um, so, man, I just really wish that they would have taken this as, like, a, let's just let him get fully healthy, then figure out, not try to rush him back for one silly little win. Yeah, okay, that's not.
2: <laughs> First of all, there's no question mark. You've got Nate Adkins, so you're just fine. Hmm. Second of all. Who was inactive this past week? Yeah, but, yeah, they made a mistake. I'm I'm writing about him. There's gonna be a fun story up on him pretty oh, soon. There was like a, a block he had on uh, Chase Young. I was just asking him like, what are your what are your favorite plays that you made so far? And there's like the one-handed catch that sort of stuff, but that was the one where it's like a pin block. So he's kind of like get outside of him and like hold him down so the run can get outside. And he had missed the block in practice, and they only practice to play once. Like that's that's like the one opportunity. It's like, well, shit. Now I've got to go make the 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 block in a game against Chase Young and he did it. Wow. There's gonna be more on Nate Adkins soon because again, very guy. very few fun things to write about at this point. Nothing more fun than writing about Nate Adkins. Nate Adkins, <laughs> Jaquan McMillan. No, it's it's great
0: great insight depth. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting some of those some of those guys who got to mean a big guy that's uh, I
2: really had a good performance I wanted to ask Pat about him too, but yeah. we didn't really have time. Yeah. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, well, maybe next week you'll get that opportunity, yeah. Henry. Or maybe he's just done with you. Maybe he says, I'm only come back on the show if uh, that Henry guy's not on. Yeah, so, watch,
2: him, watch so- him break up a pass to Samori. Because I said, like, you got to yeah. watch out for 83. The guy's <laughs> yeah. a dog. He's sick. You had Nobody's a chance to, to him. ask him, and then you brought up a Montana player. So you had your chance. I, <laughs> it's productive for this weekend. I had to do the
0: right thing for Pat. Man, I hope he gets a pickoff when they're targeting him mm-hmm. me that'd too
2: that'd be great and um, i will claim that
0: <laughs> um should we hop into some comments before we get out of here no super chats, so why don't we head over to the website and if you want to leave a comment on the website go to the dnvr.com there's a podcast tab at the top click that then click on the broncos podcast it's going to pull up all of our podcasts that we've had the very top one that pops up that's the most recent one you click on that, then you scroll to the bottom of that show, mm-hmm. and a comment section will appear where you can leave your comments that will be read the next day. And we have one coming in from Arvada. Luke says, Randy Gregory's success this last week should demonstrate what the gap is with the Broncos. The 49ers are arguably the most complete team in the league. When you have a team that can that's complete... You can do things like whiff on a third-round quarterback pick and not miss a third overall pick on a quarterback and not miss a beat. We whiffed on the 26th overall pick, and that was back in 2016. Just goes to show how much work we have to do. But the current iteration of the 49ers didn't get established till 2017, and that team lost the first nine games. So as long as we're on the right track organizationally, maybe we aren't as far back as we look. Funny business, football, love, AI or AL. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's you can't I don't think you can really build yourself around the 49ers cuz what they've done is just make in, incredibly great draft picks. You know, finding George Kittle, you know, having the opportunity to get Nick Bosa. Um there's just I mean Fred Warner you throw in there. You've got Trent Williams who that was a trade, right? Yep. So so there's that. But For again like a third
0: round pick. Exactly.
2: So A lot of what they've done is just, like, I don't want to call it luck because it's good scouting and all of that, but what you learn is, like, you need a really good, smart front office, and that's not really something that's sustainable. Also, like, finding a good quarterback. A quarterback who's probably going to the Pro Bowl who was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. Like, that. there's nothing I think that you can learn from that. I think there's one thing that you can learn, and I think
0: it's building inside out. Um, If you want to take that route of the the 49ers, they – what They had five, four straight drafts where their first pick in the draft yep. in the first round was a defensive lineman mm-hmm. um, or someone in the front seven. That's wild. You never mm-hmm. see that because if someone has a dominant defensive lineman, they're like, well, let's go help some other position out. So they really built their defensive line. And on the offensive line, you mentioned Trent Williams. They got a good deal for him mm-hmm. trading with him. But then Mike McGlinchey was a top 10 pick for them as well. Yep. They invested inside then went out, and they did add a guy like Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, but those weren't first-round picks like Mm -hmm. the Broncos Mm -hmm. did with Jerry Judy. Now, I'm sure you can point to some Mm -hmm. first-round picks at wide receiver and running back that absolutely have worked out, but if you want to do it the 49ers way, that's kind of my biggest takeaway is go Mm -hmm. inside out.
2: And, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, people make the mistake of saying that running backs aren't important. They're very important. They're one of the most important positions on the field. They're just not a good investment. And so it's kind of a gamble. But when you're in a situation like they're in and there's like, yeah, we can we can throw what was a second, a third and a fourth round pick to go get Christian McCaffrey on like a a pretty awesome contract when it's traded to like when you've built that team up, that's you can say we can take this gamble, might as well use this gamble and add the best running back in the NFL. And now I guess probably not the best player on their team, but that's because you have Nick Bosa and like. Fred Warner and no, I don't
3: know. He still might be the best. He's still, of the I team. mean, he's in the conversation he's one of the best players in football.
2: He's incredible, yeah. but so is Nick Bosa. And so is Fred Warner. Like people were saying for like sure. Fred Warner should be defense player of the year this year. So if not him, maybe Nick Bosa should, that, that is, those are just <sighs> nice problems to have. Which mm-hmm. of our players should we campaign for, for defensive player of the year?
0: And I think that points to uh, this conversation right here points to just the differences of how running backs mm-hmm. uh, are valued because I do think it's a conversation to have who's a better player, who's more valuable, Nick mm-hmm. Bosa um, or Christian McCaffrey. Nick Christian McCaffrey makes a third of what Nick Bosa yeah. does now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he's very much in the conversation to who's a better player.
2: But at some point, there's just going to be one day where Christian McCaffrey just wakes up and he's just – not going to be the same. Like, that's what happens with, with running backs.
3: Same with Nick Joey Bosa. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just going to be, like, five years later you would expect for Nick Bosa. And also, like, there's the more injuries that happen for running backs. And that's why the investment side is tough. But if, if you get the opportunity to go get, I mean, what's top of market running back? Like, 15 million bucks right now? Yep, That's a good deal if you're actually getting the number one running back like I'm I'm all for investing in running backs which we talked about in the offseason but now I don't it doesn't even matter cuz Brock him as
3: a running back all the things he True. does yeah. in the passing game and the screen game I think he's so much more than a running back yep and if you want to pay him like a running back I feel like that's a disservice to him but yep I guess it is what it is
0: yep man and he's really awesome. quick before we get out of here that <laughs> that Chargers game last night the Chargers just charger it is insane yep. uh, they have a losing record. They're two and three right now. I just—it's wild. The Raiders they find a way. have a better mm-hmm. record than the Chargers. And Todd, you said at the beginning of the season, Chargers are just gonna charge her. And by golly, do they? I mean, they. Brandon Staley's probably uh, at the top of the list to be the first coach fired. I have to imagine. Sadly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, do you agree with Staley him? For one, yeah. yeah. What'd you That's, think of him?
3: I thought he was a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought he was a great guy, good coach. I saw a lot of my coach when he was here. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But I definitely liked him. I um, was wondering why he didn't call me and pick me up when I was in
1: the radio. <laughs> but, No, he's a good dude. Good dude.
0: Yeah, no, in, in his y- only one year here. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to be a defensive coordinator for one year, and then he was a head coach just like that. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he, he is a good dude. So, um, But what you, you mentioned the Bosa brothers, and Joey Bosa, I haven't thought of him at all this year until I saw him on the field yesterday and was like, wow, they're paying a lot of money to him yep. to, just, to just be a, a guy, not mm-hmm. like a game
2: wrecker or It is crazy that that defense isn't better, though yeah like you would think i don't know like it's tough with cleo Mack even because you know that he's probably not the player he was like five years ago Uh but at the same time he had a six sack game like that is still in him six sacks is an insane number who was you against
0: two weeks ago three weeks ago it was was
2: the raiders it
0: was the raiders yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. because he also had the five sack game against the
2: broncos (laughs) (laughs) i just can't believe that that happened but yeah i mean i guess jc jackson didn't work out asante samuel gave up like that catch at the sticks to brandon cooks yesterday he doesn't really tackle yeah he's like maybe he's only like a solid cover corner so maybe that's where one of the holes is but you still got like derwin james like kenneth murray looks good penalty i missed that i was only half paying attention yeah but yeah it's it is weird that that defense isn't better. Yeah. And honestly, that offense isn't better, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you would think that they would be getting more out of those guys. I guess yeah. you lose Mike Williams. But, like, the fact, you've got Quentin Johnson, Johnston. I think there's a T. And he was, what, like, the number six pick and has yeah. four catches this season?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice him last night. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it's, without Mike Williams.
2: The Chargers are just weird. Yeah. The Chargers just don't make any sense. No, nope, they, they never don't. Do. And never that's, do.
0: That's good news for the Broncos. I'm just going to – I wasn't sure if they were going to Charger this year, Todd – I'm gonna listen to you every year when you say it, they're gonna charge you. They are. Um check out
2: Eric Kendricks too. EK, that's my dog. Yeah.
3: (laughs) He's awesome. Yeah, he is.
2: Like I I it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I guess maybe it's defensive line and maybe the middle of that offensive line. Man, we've had quite a pod,
0: talked about a lot, and it was awesome to have Pat join us today. Get his insight that he does want to be here for life and uh, if you're tuning in still hit us with a thumbs up on the way out really helps us uh and shows us that you appreciate this p.s tuesday so thanks so much to Pastor oh, Ten for coming on oh yes Don't oh forget. thank you oh, we've swan. got a birthday shout out to give to our guy the count he the count. had his birthday this past weekend i want to wish him such a happy birthday because we all love you the count mm-hmm yeah a thousand and one i think yeah right? a thousand, one is a thousand <laughs> last year i remember so we love you the count thanks so much for rolling with us and thanks so much to everyone for tuning in we really appreciate it and we will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m on the dmbr broncos podcast